Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. Oh, yes, indeed. The good times continue for another smoky treat session of the Cigar Snob Magazine Podcast with my guys, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo. I am merely Jim Rodriguez. What's up, boys? What's up, Jim? What's happening, Jimmy? Todo bien? All good? Ah, excellent, man. Excellent. I almost got a little uh, Portuguese. Todo bien? Todo bien? Todo bien? Todo bien? Un pan de queso. Un pan de queso. Oh, boy. Right? We're starting off like that, huh? The international. Yeah, I guess. The, inter- the international edition. The, the Cuban well, coffee. It is very much an international edition. Yeah, the, the Cuban coffee kicked in. Shout out to the queen. That's it. R.I.P. to the queen. Rest in peace. Although, I'll tell you what, there are plenty of queens that I know that said, I'm not dead. What are you talking <laughs> I ain't about? dead yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> Good times. Listen, as always, we want to thank you for hanging out with us, making Cigar Snob Magazine podcast a part of your day. Lots to get to today. Our share a smoke segment, of course, has to do with the smoky treat we've got. We've got an Aladino today, and we're going to talk to Justo Eora. 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 I I said it a thousand times. (laughs) Eora. Eora. That's That's right. I'm going to be there at Eora 5. No? Eora. Eora. Justo Eora. No? One more time. You got it. I got it. Sorry, Justo. The guy's like <laughs> off the Christmas list. That's it. Yeah, you're done. That guy. Well, you are getting no cigars. JRE Tobacco. He's putting together this uh, Aladino that we're smoking right now. We're going to do Oktoberfest beers. Yummy. We sure are. So like candela. Yummy. I love Oktoberfest beers. I love them. It's the best time. It, there's nothing There's nothing better than when you go to your favorite tavern or you're at the airport or whatever, wherever you, you consume your, your... What's What's German for tavern? Not taverna. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I, I looked to you because you took German in high school. Ah. I only did a, uh, what was it? Rosetta Stone? Yes. <laughs> that I didn't get very far with. I bet you Justo Eora knows about. Eidoa. Eidoa? <laughs> oh, again. Oh, Jesus. I, be, I bet you Justo Eora. <laughs> no, I can't get it right. Let's move on. Let's I've move. never seen this. I've never seen I got it written down. And you know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> my tongue got in front of my eye too. If I couldn't see what I was saying. Oh my god! Right. Anyway, yeah, and he is the nicest guy. Well, I, it has he's nothing to do with him not being. Guy, I'm not doing it because I don't think name. he's nice. I'm Jesus. not. You know, a raw, a raw, a raw, a raw. Do we? Look at that. Thank you, Ivan. Do it. You saved the show. <laughs> Visual clues. My goodness. <laughs> well, you know, you Let's know what, cut the Jasper real you know, quick. You know, you know, <laughs> Jasper, Adoa, is going to have some stuff for us. Jasper? If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. 
Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you. You know, when you, you know when you take off and you have a little turbulence on the plane? Oh, yeah. That's what happened. We got up. Yeah. We had a little yeah. pocket, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. We're good now. It's yeah, Boeing. Free Smooth wine. sailing now? I, I hope so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As I always say, we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. But we have lots to All get right, to Captain. here, including... Caballeros Que Fuman. This beautiful Aladino Classic cigar. Yeah, so we are smoking the Aladino Classic in a Gordo. I chose the Gordo because I know that you, Jimmy Jam, like six-by-sixties. Uh, you do like <laughs> you do like a a hefty cigar. For me, this uh, well, let me let me finish talking about the cigar. So it's a six and a half by sixty. Uh, it's a Honduran puro made in uh, Honduras at La Fabrica de Puro Aladino, which is owned by Julio, which is Justo's dad, and and Justo. So. I was actually there mid-August, uh, and we're putting a story together that's going to come out in the next issue, so you'll be able to check that out in the next issue of Cigar Snob Magazine. You'll read our story about uh, about my time there with Julio. He's a fascinating, fascinating guy. His Julio is Justo's dad. He's also Christian's dad from Christian Edo, from originally from Camacho and now uh, CLE. So fascinating gentleman. He fought in the Bay of Pigs. He... Served in the U.S. Army in uh, Korea. He's had a plane accident, like just about paraplegic, and yet does all of this stuff. And it is he's like very one impressive. of the most impressive human beings. He's very, very, very impressive being around. Yeah, I, I would imagine he's eighty-four years old. And I'll, I'll spoil something from the from the the story that I wrote. But I opened with this story because it was so impressive to me. Uh, so this gentleman rides around in a wheelchair. We have breakfast, seven, seven in the morning. And he goes, let's go. You know, let's go down to the factory. So I've spent time with him before, but never like this. Like I was sleeping a few doors, a few rooms down, right? So now I was spending morning, noon, and night with a guy. And so we come out of breakfast, and the guy rolls his wheelchair up to this little beater SUV, like a little geo tracker type of SUV that he has there with mud tires. He pulls up to it, opens the door to the car. This is all in his wheelchair. No assistant, no nurse helping, no nothing. No lift. And he doesn't want me to help either. Right. And so he wheels up to it, opens the door, pulls the, the wheelchair all the way close to the car, grabs the grab handle from one side and the steering wheel on the other. And at 84 years old, this 84. guy, without the use of his legs, pulls himself like full, just upper body strength, mm. pulls himself into the car. Pushes the wheelchair back a little, turns on the car, moves it forward, closes the door, and he looks at me like, hey, you getting in or what? And I, I'm just flabbergasted looking at what I've just seen. 
And he's like, come on, dude, let's go. We are burning daylight, brother. Like, he's like, uh, okay, yeah, I get it. Let's go. <laughs> he's he's an impressive dude. I, I would imagine if, if for those of us who, you know, you either make excuses or you do. You know, ah, you know what? I don't, I'll start tomorrow. Oh, my, you know, my, my he back. He is my this, not my that this. guy. No, he is, <laughs> puts us all to shame. Absolutely, man. And that's why he's been so successful in the cigar industry and he's raised such a beautiful family that it's also been successful. He's done a lot with. And by the way, like as impressive as that is, and you'll read it in the story, the guy, uh, how he even got to where he's at today mm-hmm. in terms of land ownership there in Honduras and all the farms and stuff. How he got even to that is already impressive. So that was before the accident. So yeah, a very interesting story. And there are, I mean, he's a beautiful human. I like for him when he talks, it's it's as if I'm like hearing like an old uncle or or like a again, you'll read this in the story, but it's like an old family friend, because he I have some family members from that part of Cuba. Uh, and I have some very dear friends whose parents are from that part of Cuba. And so he has that that Pinareño way of talking. Mm-hmm. But that Wahido, like Cuban farmer sensibility of like no nonsense. He's the nicest guy, but he does not suffer like your emotions or whatever, you know. So just like he's looking at me when he gets in the car and he's like, okay, buddy, I get it. Yeah, I know. But let's go. Like Amazing. It's like there's no no messing around. Like, let, let's go. I got work to do. And yeah. from what I have already tasted, he makes a mean cigar. This this classic Engordo is amazing start. So more interesting stuff. So uh, the tobacco in this is all from his farm. Oh. So this is 100% Honduran. So it's Corojo and Habano. The wrapper is Habano, which he grows. And the Corojo filler and binder are also uh, what he grows. And and you can tell, if you look at the wrapper, you see how it's burning. Mm-hmm. It's a very clean burn with no blistering or anything. Yeah, That's like perfectly aged wrapper right and it's the idea behind this cigar is to have like that that old cuban old cuban cigar flavor right the corojo is is an original originally a cuban seed and so with this cigar that's what you get you get that clean finish right you get a little bit of the sweetness a little bit of nuttiness like the little cedar but it's easy going it's not intense right no not at all so yeah like obviously if it was going to be intense, it's going to be less intense in this size. Right. Right. The six by sixties uh, kind of toned down a blend. So this was not an intense cigar to begin with. And in the six by 60, it's downright like almost wild. Now this is this. I can think immediately this breakfast cigar. One hundred percent. Yeah. Great way to start the day. The, the the morning fog or the morning dew still on the grass. Con el cafecito ahí. You light this guy up. And, it's beautiful. And I, I, I love the size of it. And again, and you know, they say the wrapper, Ivan, is the perfect leaf. And and I'm looking at yours, I'm looking at yours, Eric, I'm looking at mine, and one hundred percent is I mean, immaculate this thing. Yeah, it's very easy going on the palate. It's very clean. I don't taste a lot of earth. And you know, Eric told me something very interesting. I didn't know that production costs were higher in Honduras than in Nicaragua. Oh yeah. Like significantly. Like Nicaragua is the cheapest of all. And uh and Honduras in Central America is second only to Costa Rica. I did not know that. Yeah. I had it totally flipped around in yeah. my head. And, and as a country, it's it's a very different country than than Nicaragua. When you're in Nicaragua, and I've been to I think other than El Salvador, I've been to every Central American country. Mm-hmm. So Panama feels like it's, you know, approaching the first world. Like there's there's buildings, there's big banks, there's, right? Uh, 
Costa Rica does as well because there's a lot of American money in Panama and Costa Rica. And then Nicaragua feels like, I mean, it feels really close to third world, mm. right? Even in Managua, it doesn't feel like a big city. It's a, it's a lot of people there, but it doesn't feel like like it, like we're going up in terms of uh, buildings, right? Right. Honduras is not. Honduras is like Tegucigalpa is very much a a, a big a big Central American city. It mm-hmm. it uh, it's it's more developed than you would think. Right, like a lot of people have that same thought that I haven't said. Uh, you think Honduras is beneath Nicaragua in terms of development, but it's it's actually flipped around. Interesting. But there's a lot of obviously great cigar manufacturers in Nicaragua because the labor costs are that much cheaper, right? So yeah, and, and, and the, obviously, okay, I mean, we can't not give credit to the land. The land in Nicaragua is amazing as well. But it's also amazing in Honduras. Mm-hmm. It's right? not that they, far away. Yeah, they're like we're talking about Dan Lee and and Esteli are are very close to each other. Right. Well, listen, I, I have a buddy of mine who's who's from Nicaragua, and he will remind me at nauseum that you know Esteli in Nicaragua is the center of the cigar universe these days. Oh, it but, is. But, it but is. Honduras is is again. It's it's not that far off. And I'll tell you what: if there's any representation of the kind of quality and the kind of smoky treats they make in, in Honduras, this Aladino. Yeah, in Gordo is is one hundred percent ahead of the class. This is this is what you would put so, at, the, at the UN of cigars. You would put this at the table. Well, also remember the Oscar Valladares, mm-hmm. also Honduran, right? Mm-hmm. A cigar that we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original Camacho is also Honduran. So, uh, so yeah, there there's great cigars that come out of Honduras. Uh, by the way, the new uh, Cuba Aliados, which is owned by Oliva Cigar, Oliva known obviously for making Nicaraguan cigars. But the uh, Cuba Aliados, which they own, is made at Aladino. It's, it's made by, okay. by Julio and Justo. No, I'll tell you, it's, yeah. they've, they've got it going on. And we got some good stuff going on. So good way to start. And what gets me is, first of all, I always look at the ash. And the ash is so balanced. It's so nicely put together. So you can tell the construction of this thing. And I love, you know, it, it's it's called the classic Engordo. And, and even, the, even the band has a very old school kind of gold and brown and reds to it. So it, it doesn't jump out of the uh, humidor at you, but you you got to know it's there and that's why we're letting you know about it to go find it at, at, at your local spots or or, or to order yep. it and it's it's it, i can't get over how smooth this is that's the one thing that gets yeah. me i mean you know you see the size and you think oh this is going to be you know it, it fills your hand it's, it's going to fill your chest but it's so creamy so yep. smooth it's creamy so yeah what other what other flavor notes are you getting ivan i get the honey nuts. yeah the honey is there for the sure cedar's there it's light it's creamy Maybe even a hint of vanilla. It's nice. I can dig that. I can dig the vanilla. Definitely like a vanilla cream. And the retrohale is just yeah. delicious. And, and it's friendly. It's not, yeah. it, you know, so this is like a classic old Cuban style cigar. They are not aggressive. So this is when you compare like Cuban cigars and let's say what we call new world cigars. Uh, so you get you get much more of that in your face punch with Let's think about AJ Fernandez cigars, my father's cigars, uh, let's say Roma Craft, mm-hmm. things like that. Those are all Canelos. Yeah, they're 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 spicy. Hey, they're, hey. They punch you in the face. Little Canelo action. So this is not. This is more. This harkens back to a Cuban style cigar. So it's it's very easy going. 
this reminds me, and I think of my own personal experience, of a honeydew cigar in the sense that the wife said, oh, hey, we have to go paint the, the fence outside. Or, oh, hey, do this. Or do that. You can just put this in, you know, you're smoking it as you're painting the fence. You're, it's, it's, it just, it, it kind of walks with you hand in hand. It doesn't, doesn't really dominate you. So I don't, I don't know if you want to do this one as a honeydew. It's a $10.60 uh, for the 6x60. So, it, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not killer, but it's also not a yard cigar for sure. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I'll I'll make it work. I'll make it work. <laughs> I'll make I'll, I'll tumble for you. You wanna you wanna give Mister Julio uh, another try at his last name? No, not really. No. <laughs> Aroa. Hold up the sign. Aroa, 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 Aroa. Good. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna put together a nice care package for Julio. Who's I hope so. Aroa. Very good. Because you got it now. As you we, butchered as, it at the as beginning. We would say at my house, cagation. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> That's all right. You know what? The beer and you called their cigar a, a honeydew cigar. No, no, I mean that in a positive way. I don't mean that in a negative yeah. way. I, yeah. don't mean, I don't know. This is the stuff that I would enjoy, you know, doing stuff with. You know, to make the honeydew easier. Yeah. All right. All right. More palatable. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I'm, I'm. I play golf with this. See, that's what I'm saying. All right. That's part of the honeydew list. Hey, I'm always ready for a drink, but. X's and O's. We got to take care of business. We got to take right? care of business first, man. Right. We have, uh, you know, we have some listener feedback we need to answer. The Dice Man. The Dice Man, exactly. The Dice Man has reached out. Our buddy Dice Hines put finger to keyboard and wrote us this. I have a shed in my backyard and I'm in the process of turning it into a smoke easy. It's about 250 square feet. My question is, should I have a ventilation fan? Or an air purifier like the Rabbit Air. That's our buddy Dice. Dice. That's a great question, Dice. Uh, Ivan, you wanna you wanna talk about this, or you you want me to jump in? You tell me. So the thing that sticks out is him referring to it as a smoke easy. Yeah. Do people say that? It's uh, like does. a man cave dice, type thing. I guess Dice does. Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'll, I would I'll, call it. Yeah, a lot of people call them man caves. Right. Right. A little man cave, a little smoking lounge, a little. But well, a smoke easy. It right, just shows nice. you that Dice has got a little estilo to him. He does. He has a estilo, but also, a, a, so a speakeasy was Derived kind of like. speakeasy, right. Underground. Yeah, so it was underground, which, which sounds like he may be doing this like behind his wife's back. Oh, okay. Got me. it. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise you wouldn't call it a smoke easy. You got to knock three times. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, hmm. so yeah, Dice. Uh, well, my question to Dice, we can't ask, we can't go back and forth on these things, but depends on where you're at, right? Like if it's cold where you're at, and you're going to need to close the door to that shed, then you're probably going to want an air purifier. But if it's a place like like down here in the south, like Miami, where you can just open the door, uh, then you can use the fan, right? I mean, a ventilation fan on the on the roof is perfect, especially since it's a shed. You could just put an extractor. That would be fantastic, right? Because it literally pulls the smoke out of the room. So cold, if you have to close the door, use the extractor. No, I'm saying, well, but listen, the ra- rabbit air works because if you're in Miami and you need it's so hot you that you probably both. want to close can, the door, yeah, but I don't do think both. it has an air conditioner in there. You can do both. You can absolutely do both. Right. And that's, have why both this, that's why we live in this country. So you can do both. Yep. Yep. So so the so the good thing is his his shed, as he said, he said is about 250 square feet. Mm-hmm. The uh, the ra- he can go with the rabbit air minus a two, which is the the smaller of the two. Because uh, that one, I think that one goes up to 500 square feet, I think. Oh, I don't know. That one covers 800 square feet. Oh, plenty. So you've got plenty in that. We you have. Can, you can expand the smoke easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. need yeah. be. 
So we have uh, here in the office, we have two minus A2s, which are the 800 square foot one. And we have an A3 in this room. The nice thing about the A3 is how quiet it is, right? Yeah. It is insanely quiet. It's going right now. You can't even hear it. And it knows when to turn on. I know. So as soon as it gets to a certain level, it just kicks on and then it cleans the air. So the A3 is roughly 750 with the shipping included. And the minus A2 is, I'm looking it up here. Give me a second. 550 shipping included. So I don't know, man. I love the rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the option, I'm always going to tell you, get yourself a rabbit because they're so good. Um, things to, to keep in mind on the rabbit, you do have to buy the replacement filters about every couple of months. But you set that up through their website to just automatically and they just come to your house yeah. and you replace and it. And it's and super that, easy to and replace. That's the, that's the best point because then that reminds you, oh, the thing is here. Let me replace it. Correct. And it's incredibly easy to replace it. It doesn't take any tools or anything. Uh, it's a really well done machine. Uh, an excellent investment for your man cave or smoke easy. So I, I, I would go with that. But I like Ivan's idea, too. Like it doesn't hurt to put an extractor. And when the weather's nice, just, you know, run the, the extractor fan. Would it be an overkill to have both? I don't think so. I mean, it's a very small space. If it's a small space, if it starts getting smoky and you can't open the door, it's not overkill. Yeah, nothing is overkill. Nothing is overkill. <laughs> you want to get you want to get the smoke out. Well, yeah, especially like in in the case of of uh, when you come back home, come back into your house after after being in your smoke easy, you don't want to reek so badly, right? So the more the faster you can get the smoke out of there, the better your relationship with your wife is going to be. Because, like, you know, there's times that my wife asked me, can you, can you leave your clothes in the garage? <laughs> when you come in, just leave the clothes there and then walk through the house naked because I don't, I mean, that's too much. Sight for sore eyes Wait, there. Oh, yeah. That, that could be code. That could <laughs> yeah. be code. Leave the clothes in the garage. Yes. Yeah. Yes, honey. Wait a minute. The kids are here. Yes. Uh, ma- the, uh, the dog starts barking at you. <laughs> oh, careful. <laughs> What's happening here? In full disclosure, my wife has never asked me to leave the clothes in the garage because this pays the bills. So she's like, if you got to smell like cigar, smell like cigar, buddy. I love it. I love it. But no, that, you know, more and more people, especially as, as we're getting, you know, on the other side of this whole uh, pandemic stuff, people have, people have smoking at home more or smoking in, you know, For outside. Sure. Yeah. And then they build these sheds. So these are important things to have. And now, now it's like, okay, I've got this space that I, that I bought or I created. Now you got to maintain it. Yeah. And, and this is, this is another way to look at it and another way to, to keep it, uh, you know, now how does that affect? Okay. We know it, it keeps your smoke out and makes it a more tolerable environment, both in and out. How does that? We're ta- what are we talking about? The, the rabbit or the extractor? The, the, the actual, the, the, the space, the shed. How does that affect the human the humidification of your cigars in the humidor? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. It's a I separate mean, entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. So the so again, it, and that all depends on where you live, right? But when you have an extractor fan, the extractor is pulling the air out from inside the room, and it's pulling in air from the outside. So if you're if you live in a place that's dry, mm-hmm. you are gonna pull in dry air. Yeah. But if your humidor is sealed, and it has it's in a humid environment itself in that sealed box, then there's nothing to worry about because that dry air doesn't go in, right? But um, but if you live in Miami, you know your extractor fan's gonna pull out 
smoky air and bring in humid air. Hot, humid air. I've always joked, you know, you know, what, why have a humidor if you live in, in, in South Florida? You just open the window for a little bit and your cigars are natural. It really is. Well, the only reason to have a humidor down here. You wouldn't do here, that, but it's, you know. No but, the, no, but to be fair, the only reason that you need a humidor down here is because we run air conditioners like all day mm-hmm. and the air conditioner is a dehumidifier. Right. So even though outside it may be 60, 60% humidity or 55 or so, inside your house it's not. Inside your house is probably in the forties, mm-hmm. so so that so we do need a we do need a humidor here because of our ACs. Right. That's I, I'm still just trying to get my head around Dice's uh, little Smokies. I want to go. Want to go visit Dice's? Uh, yeah, we should do show from shed. There. We should do a show from there. They should send us a picture, Dice, when you're done with yeah. it. We'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, that is that's a good point. Yeah, send a picture. But either way, or anybody Dice else that wants a, to share their man pack. cave. With us, send us a picture. Yeah, we, we have our share of smoke. Well, we, why don't we do a share your space? Share your space. There you go. Look at this. We, we, we've created. We created something. The way, all right. The way it's all, all is right, not boys. lost. Hey, listen. If there's a cigar question you'd like answered, you can submit it, like your share of space, to questions at cigarsnobmag.com. That's questions at cigarsnobmag.com. And if we read and answer your question, what happens? You got a cigar snob swag pack. Ding, 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 ding. I love it. All right, so so we run across a lot of folks in the cigar industry since we're located here in Miami, mm-hmm. and one of those fine folks is René Castañeda, the president of Villager Cigars North America. So every the last few times we've hung out with him, he's always given us this like unbanded, l- light-colored lancero. Yep. He's like, try this. You're going to yep. love this. So we smoke it, and absolutely right, this thing has been delicious, right? Uh, yeah. For sure. We actually got it into the ratings uh, recently. So it's this thing has been awesome, but he's always, I, I don't know if he had it like in his home. He, I didn't know where, where he's pulling this thing out, but it was. Yeah, is it, it a was, test oh, blend or is, is it? it a, what yeah. is this? But it was always great. Well, it turns out what he was handing us was the Villager Miami 2022. Oh. In fact, the reason why it's named Miami is because it's the exact cigar he hands out to guests who visit him here in his Miami office. The cigar is made at the Alang Cigar Factory in the Dominican Republic, and it is a very limited edition project which uses their best aged tobaccos from 2015 and 2016. The Villager Miami 2022 is a solid, mild to medium strength cigar, which is well-balanced and full of flavor. The wrapper is an Ecuadorian Connecticut Desflorado. Sounds very nice. And the binder and filler are both from the Dominican Republic. With notes of oak, walnut, leather, and a rich procession of brown sugar and almonds, with a creamy and easygoing finish with hints of honey. I mean, I find it to be a very clean smoke when we smoked it, and it was very easy on our palate. Kind of reminds me of this right here. Production is limited to 500 boxes of each of, of each of their sizes. There's the Laguito number one, which is the one that he gave us, which is my favorite, a seven and a half by thirty-eight. And then a Robusto that comes in a 5 by 50 both of which come in 10-count boxes. I promise you, you got, you're going to love the cigar. The Villager Miami 2022. Go out and try one today. Ooh. So bad. I'm in. Well done, sir. Yes, it's I'm well in. Oh, you're gonna, It's awesome. It is an excellent smoke. Well, we've got the Aladino going right now, and it's time to have that cocktail we're talking about. But we're going to open up. It's going to be an Oktoberfest cervecita. That's right. Yeehaw. And now, Perfect Pairings, brought to you by Total Wine and More. Bring out the booze. So, yeah, what we've got is Oktoberfest beers. Now, we have three 
German Oktoberfest beers and one uh, American okay. Oktoberfest. So Yami's going to pour them out. Like we, we have no preconceived notions on these. So even though she's doing it uh, blind for us, we don't, we don't honestly need them blind because I don't, you know, I don't have like, oh, I love the right, exactly. whatever, right? Well, but I mean, like I love you, the I love the Sam Adams October that we get right. every year when it when it hits the supermarket. Absolutely. I always buy it, but that's not one of the ones we have. So, but uh, you could still be biased based on the brewery, right? If you recognize a brewery, sure, you could you might sure, be a little I'm, bit. I'm pretty biased. sure she could show us these bottles. We, I would recognize anyway. some of them because okay. we did a, a story on Oktoberfest beers a long time ago, but I wouldn't have a single preconceived notion about it. So it doesn't affect anything. And and for me, like, I, you know, full disclosure, I'm not a big beer person, but for some reason I get giddy, you know, when, when, when the weather, when the calendar starts saying September, after we get into the fall yeah. and there's a little nip in the air, if, if you, if you're, if you're in certain parts of the country and I see Oktoberfest on, I see the tabs or I see it, I get, I get excited. Cause that, that's in later hosen. <laughs> <laughs> well, bitter. Bitte, bitte, bitte. I like oh, she this. went. She went. To, she skimped on us. I mean, appara- apparently, good job. Appara- all right, all right. This is the reserve edition. Great. Right yes. Good all job. All right. So we've got we've got our we've got our first Oktoberfest. This is a. This is a. This is a. Okay. This is a. All right. Sorry. There you go. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, a little, a little more. There you go. Oh, to try apparently, when I go, go, go. Well, open go, the go, other go, one, go. when I, when I open go, up a go. bar, I know who I'm, who I'm gonna have behind the bar. Right I know, now, right? We're we're not gonna get we're not gonna get drunk out of our business here. <laughs> All right, so the Oktoberfest first thing, obviously, if you if you let, let's see what the nose does. So, mm. oh yeah, it's nice and malty. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah, oh so good. And of course, it's got a nice little frothy little head, but not ridiculous. It's kind of brownish, orangey. Oh, that that is nice. I like it. By the way, Jim's wearing a nice, beautiful green hat today, and it like goes well with what the him yeah. pouring back beers. I got my I got my little. <laughs> His eyes are watery. Why? <laughs> what? Your eyes are watery. Yeah. I, what it's happened? The, it must what be is my it? contacts. What I'm is so this? happy to be here, guys. <laughs> He looked so over and his eyes were watery. I was like, well, what's wrong? We just started drinking. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for who's <laughs> no, That's what it is. <laughs> so <laughs> really the nice. rest of my life making it up to this guy. So it smells a little, it's not, but it smells a little lagerish to me. Well, it's, it is. It so is. The, the, the Oktoberfest style is a, is a type of lager. Well, there you have it. I know my shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Case closed. <laughs> Done. Judge Polo over here. All right, so how does it play with the Aladino? That's that's the next question. So I've got a nice little. We're gonna take our little puff. So it so brings good. out some funky notes in the cigar that I yeah. didn't really love. Yeah, that's that I'm happened just, to you too. Yeah, it almost kind of like what yeah, happened? it turned it turned off the really nice ones and left like uh, like the savory almost uh, like uh, oregano oregano type note. That's what I got on the cigar, which it yeah it turned off all the really nice right. stuff. All of a sudden it went from like 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 really good it's smooth a, yeah it's a lovely creamy a nutty you're like what happened with honey and then did that happen to you Ivan? Take a sip of the of the beer and then take a puff. And they're both really good. It's just together. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I think what it what it does is it's. I think the sweetness in the cigar 
kind of brings out the bittery stuff in the beer. It's not the cigar, the notes of the cigar that are getting hurt. I think it's the other way around. Even though when you're smoking mm-hmm. it, mm. yeah, I didn't, I didn't love that. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, not a great pairing. See, this, yeah, this, this, this is, this is, this is, this is the your significant other before your significant other. You're good, to, you know, you're good, but you don't, you're not good together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, right, fair enough. All right, so then so, we're off to B. We're off to B. And and this this is why I love beer, but you got to be careful because I'm like, <laughs> this is more. This smells more malty. Oh yeah, definitely. It's um, it's like the it's because it, there's like a sweetness on the nose, like you smell the the sweet maltiness. Malt, yeah. The other one is kind of like a drier maltiness. I thought you were gonna correct me. Like, and this was a lot clearer, a lot more orangey, a lot more amber than the other one. So the the Oktoberfest style uh, is mostly there. It's a Marzen, but it's a it's a lager. Oh, Marzen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Marzen. <laughs> you said mm, Marzen. <laughs> what <laughs> is wrong with Jim today? <laughs> no. You. When I lived in the Bay, I didn't area. say marzipan. <laughs> no. When I, I li- when I lived in the Bay Area, Gordon Beersh. Uh, yes, I knew we you were going to go. I knew you were going to say that. They had a beer just called Marzipan. That's the only that's thing it. I drank. That's, it. that's yes. it. Oh my God! Yes. Of course. All of a sudden, the mental Rolodex of all the Me adventures too. and shenanigans of of the Bay Area. It's the only time I ever used that word like, is at Gordon Beersh. <laughs> so when you said Marzipan, I was like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this drinking is. under the Bay Bridge in San Francisco at the at the Gordon Beers Champion Marzen. That was great. So, you guys have that in common now. See, we're gonna we're gonna lovely. We're, we're gonna you know do pinkies. Yeah, I see that. All right. So how does it play with the with the, with the, with the cigar? I don't like it. I didn't like Gordon Beers either. <laughs> <laughs> this I don't I don't like malty beers. So this is not my favorite. I prefer A. Yeah, but it plays a little bit better with the cigar. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. In other words, it's not as it's, it's it, the, it didn't wipe out all the of the flavors good stuff. aren't as strong. You know, it, it it plays a little bit, and it brings out a little bit more of the beer of of B. So, I mean, I, I would say they they still don't play well together, but I would say B is a little. It's not better. a it's not a perfect pairing, no doubt. No. All right, so this is the third German Marzen. Or sorry, Oktoberfest. Marzen. All right, so then we're going. Smell sweeter. You can also get closer because the, the glass is smaller. Much sweeter. so, you're like a lot closer to the liquid there. So it's tough to. It definitely smells sweeter though. No doubt about it. All right, Ooh. Jim. What do you think? You went in first. I would say it's very. Oh, it's mild in the on the palate. It doesn't agree with my palate. No. no. <laughs> you can just say you don't like it. No, I, no, I did. <laughs> but I said it in a very nice, educated way. <laughs> doesn't agree with me. <laughs> Let's see how it plays. That's like what, what, what people say when they... When uh, they fart. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't agree with me. <laughs> That's when they say, no disrespect. And here comes the disrespect. The, that tikka masala that I just had. It didn't <laughs> it, agree with me. <laughs> And apparently it's not it's, it's disagreeing with everyone else in here. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like you're you're like that boat you're like that boat in the harbor. <laughs> what are you you're back to the Bay Area wharf now? <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Well, damn, more. yummy is ripping them out of here. Like we, we don't have time to taste these things. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't love C. I, I mean, I really don't love C. Oh my god, that's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> See, doesn't, I would never. It drink doesn't. That. It doesn't. No. It doesn't agree with my delicalities. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. No. See, I'm not digging. Holy. Yeah. I won't. I won't be finishing C. This has been a very interesting episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. Well, you well, know, listen. I mean, look, we were. We got to keep it a hundred, as the kids would say. Well, Yami and I were supposed to be in Germany right now, but we had to cancel that. Very we to, fitting. We, we had we to finish the issue. Yeah. Mm. So I needed to. I needed to get some Germanness. Uh, so I went with Oktoberfest beer. Also, now is the time of year when all the Octobers come out. Right. So I find C to be like peaty. Yeah, I'm done Which with C. I like I, I left C and I'm <laughs> moving on to the American Oktoberfest. All right. So we're in the D now. So I, I don't know what American brewery this is. I love it. But it's nice. an American Oktoberfest. Okay. Those can be hit or miss. Like some American Octobers are delicious and some are like C. Mm, what am I tasting here? It, it's it's very Ooh, whatever it is, it's cranked up. It's cranked so up good. to eleven. It's yeah. so good. On the nose at least. It, it, I, I I taste a little sweetness in there. It tastes like barrel, some barrel aged, um, you know, like Bourbon County. Yeah, you know, it tastes similar to that. Is it? I don't know. Oh, I really don't. <clears throat> but yeah, it it's deeper. It's like the fla- the layers of flavors are are much deeper, more complex than the other three. But I will say that out of the out of the three German Octobers, I preferred A, even though it didn't play well with the cigar. A or B. C, I will never touch again. <laughs> <laughs> C made me not like beer, and I love beer. Uh, so now yeah. we're sorry. Let me go back to D then. Well, I clearly am the contrarian palate. I love D and the cigar together. Yeah, well, I haven't done that yet. It's it's you still have a lot of it. It takes away a lot of the the cool sort of properties of the Aladino and or with the creaminess. But it to me of all of them, for me, they play well together. Of, li- of all of the four, I'm with. I like a. Yeah, if I had to go with one. Let me go back. And to I a. think it's most similar to like a Sam Adams like Oktoberfest, which I drank on Saturday. I think it's very we, we like to, when it comes out. Every year, yeah, uh, <clears throat> we buy a ton of it. Yeah, like we don't mess around with that. It's like twelve pack after twelve pack of the of the Sam Adams October. Absolutely. I oh. love that one. Uh, I know. know that it's probably like beer nerds that are listening to this are probably thinking, "Ah, oh, you don't know what the hell you're sure. talking about." Whatever. Uh, all like, I can tell you is what my what I like. But you know what you like. And there's nothing wrong with getting what you like, whether it's and cigars, whether it's Sam cocktails, whether it's beer. You can, yeah. you can tell me whatever you want. Yeah. What's interesting is that even though they're all the same style, they're all very, very different. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It, it's just like, I mean, it's similar to cigars, right? Like you can have a, uh, like in this case, this is Habano and Corojo, which Corojo is a strain of Habano, but whatever. Habano and Corojo, and, uh, and yet it tastes like nothing else, right? Because there's a million ways to skin now, a cat. I'm, Maybe I'm stretching here, and, and forgive me if I if I sound a little. Do you think the glasses have any effect on this? So in this particular case, no, I don't think. Other than than the fact that the two shorter glasses get our nose closer mm-hmm. to the to mm-hmm. the beer, but 
really it's not a big big difference because they're you're not uh it's not like a tulip none of these are like uh like concentrating the aromas onto your nose which is what the glass differences are usually about getting the aromas concentrated on your nose what we're drinking from is like standard beer glasses here yeah, and so there, there's no real big. You're not going to get a big difference. A pint what, glass, it doesn't. What I what I love is the times, the couple times I've been to Europe. Whenever each beer has their own type of glass. Correct. Correct. Which but I think that, is which I think is wh- just for the presentation of it. Well, it is, but it's also the glass is designed to concentrate the aromas right, right at your nose and and to make that particular beer. Like align perfectly with mm-hmm. with your nose, right? So that it shine it it shows it in its best light. Mm-hmm. Now we didn't have the glass for each of these, sure. So we just went with standard pint glasses, right? Except right. for the last two, which were shorter, but the same type of of opening. I think Yami got she stumbled into something here. I like this. I like I like I like this in this in this sort of like rocks glass. <laughs> well, yeah, because we I mean it was like we ran well, out of beer you know, glasses. Ne- necessity is the mother of invention, right? Whenever I have a good beer at home, I drink it out of a wine glass. Oh, that that's guy. that's fair because that's closer to probably what the it when a, when it's a good beer. Yeah, yeah. Like we have we have some really nice uh, beer glasses here that are designed for certain styles of beer, but we didn't have three of each, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so so we just went with pint glasses. I love it. I love it. I, I, and we need yeah. a bigger. We need Redell to. So we have Total Wine. Yeah, supplying the booze. We need Redell to supply glasses. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Ivan's like, well, let me get let me get that email going. Yeah. <laughs> get on it, buddy. I love I love wine glasses and and just drink uh, glass drinkware. Yeah, yeah. We glassware. have we have we have, we have a, a we have several of them here, but again, not enough to do. It would be unfair. Like if we poured one of these in one of those really nice glasses. That's what we should do next episode instead of. Instead of doing separate drinks, we do the same drink, separate glasses. Oh, yeah, I'm down. I'm 100 percent down with that. I now, think that would be really cool. Now, I'm a big fan of accountability and everything in life. That's what I tell my kids. So oh, I am na- I am now going to go against accountability, and I know why. Now, all of a sudden, I've struggled today is because Yami has got her glasses on top of her head, ah. as opposed to that. It's thrown me off. That's why I'm having a bad show. <laughs> That's You're definitely not. what it is. You never, you that, never have a bad that, show. That's why I'm 0 for 4 You're with two money. ground balls in a double place. You're money, baby. Money? I am? Yeah. Yes. You're money. All right. Let's do the big reveal. Yummy. I forgot to bring my All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. This is going to be really interesting. Right? Pronunciation. Yes. You know, my as long is as not very does, good looking. As no? long as they no. are. As <laughs> long as they are. <laughs> no. All right. And so Jim has to read it. The first one is... Yeah, Spaten maybe. Oh, Spaten Oktoberfest. Okay, we are all Spaten, and that's five point nine percent. Then the B, it's a Yinger. Nice, huh? The next one's a really tough one. That one's a five point eight alcohol, and then the next one. Good luck here. Is aged Ocean Ferla. <laughs> Ralph's beer. It's okay. It, was the, it doesn't Russian. matter. It was the worst one. I it doesn't matter. Please, that was terrible. I was writing it. I don't know. But anyway. Ich Eich in Berliner. Uh-huh. I am a jelly donut. And that's a 5.1% alcohol. Then the last one is the um, Made in California. It's a black market brewing company. Uh-huh. Oktoberfest lager. 5.8. Lager. Sorry. Enjoy. Thank you, Yami. All right, Jam Pony. Thank you. 
Wait a minute. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Can you say this one? Hell no. Of course not. Let That's why I gave it. it to you. Let me look at it, because you know I'm good at, at words. Yeah, yeah, you're great I'm with pronunciations. Header non-drinking? <laughs> Please don't bring that back. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> Iked. We can... Linferla Rachbier. How about this? How about... We, uh, we'll post a picture of try. that label. We'll, we'll post all of them on uh, on the show notes, on mm-hmm. the website in cigarsnow.com. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and you try to read it. Rauchbier. I Ivan, you took German in high school. Hit it. <laughs> Rauchbier. R- okay, so for, no, first, so no, no, but give wait. me all three words on oh, the. Wait, Rauchen, I believe, is smoking. So what? a smoked beer. This might be smoked beer at the end here. Huh? What? Let's run. Let's run that through a little Google Translate. Here, try that. If I'm right, I'm gonna be. We'll super, get our best people on. I'll be super excited. We'll get we'll get the translation department on it. Smoked beer. Oh, it's, it's smoked beer. It does rock beer. <laughs> you look. Like, you look like you just scored a goal. You look in like the, Cristiano in Ronaldo the, scoring a goal there. Yeah. That's what you look like in the in the Bundesliga. It looks like you just scored goal. a hat trick in the Bundesliga. Wow. Rauch. Well, How do you pronounce end, that? At the end Rauch of the day, beer? Rauchen. Rauchen. Wow. But it's Rauchbier. See, all that, listen, it took all this time and that German paid off. Oh, my Yo, God. You know that he failed. Crazy. He I failed, failed it. it. <laughs> he failed the class in German in high school. I remember. I failed it. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. But I had to take it for sports. So I had took it. Wait, 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 wait. I took it for you three years. You had to take years. German for sports? Yes. I had he, to take it for three years. Why German for sports? Because I didn't live in the district to go to that school. So I had to take a class that they didn't offer anywhere else. So I had to take German because it was the only school that offered it. So I took it. I think there's a lot more. To I failed it. For no, that's years. how that's how that <laughs> works how in works. Uh, South Florida high school sports. Yeah. That's why high schools have these particular magnet programs that, that no one else offers. Right. That way they can bring in... I mean, that's not the only reason, but it helps. Well, my kids can barely speak English, so I can't wait till they have to speak German. <laughs> so this, this will be wonderful. So anyway, Ivan, th- who was your German teacher? Thank them for this uh, little uh, tidbit. Hans Schneider. I can't thank him. He gave me terrible grades. Well, listen. This, this but he is, taught you rock beer. We've had, we've had Mr. Shahan and, and, and the, we, the, now we the got Irish, Schneider. and now Mr. Hans, Schneider. Hans Schneider. Herschneider. Didn't he write the Star Wars theme, Hans Schneider? <laughs> no, it's <says> somebody else. <laughs> Didn't he star in Jaws? <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. So, okay. All right, boys. In summation. Yeah. In summation. Let's, uh, let's in summation, on. what did we end up deciding here? We had, we had four ABCD, or as my mom would say, ABC4. So I know Spotten, I mean, now now that we know what it is, uh, Spotten is, is kind of a... A mass-produced, kind of like a Budweiser of, of Germany, mm-hmm. but uh, but I I liked that one the Me most on its own. Uh, Ainger was the number two. Ainger Oktoberfest Marzen, uh, authentic Bavarian festival lager. Uh, that one was not that one's not bad. It's not bad, and it played a little nicer with the cigar. The rock beer. That thing. Was God, that was rough. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. Maybe tone down the smoke. I don't know. Do whatever you did, go the other way. We did not enjoy that. And I'm really sorry, Mr. Schlenkerla. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I just read one word Oof. from there. I have no idea what the guy's name is. 
But uh, that Rosetta Stone helped. Yeah, oh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, did not love that. And then the Black Market Brewing, the Oktoberfest lager, actually not bad. I loved it. To me, that's my and it was that's more fave. It was more Americanized, right? Like it, right. it, uh, it had a little bit more intensity than than the others. And what I love, I love the marketing of it. Black market. Ooh, what's that? I gotta have some of that. Oh yeah, black market. Yeah, mm. see? Mm. see, club see. Californians. Club, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, I was just in California uh, last weekend. Still seven dollars a gallon for gas over there. Ow, you have fun with that. Well, keep keep drinking, my friends. Yeah, keep boy. Woo. Does anybody need a refill? Which, uh, what we have? I will uh, take a little bit of the black market uh, if you don't mind. Uh, we do have more of that. Yes, indeed. And listen, I will take this opportunity. To let you know that, as always, Perfect Pairings is brought to you by Total Wine and More, where you'll always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. You can visit Total Wine and More at TotalWine.com. All right, Husto's on deck, but let's check up on this on his smoky treat before we go to him. So where are we right now, Ivan, on your smoky treat? I love the cigar on its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were pairing it, I was getting all these weird flavors yeah. coming across. Now but that what, the, now that you eliminate the beer and now just smoke it on its own, all the great flavors that were there right before, back, yeah. they're right back. Right. It, it's incredible. Yeah, this, this cigar is amazing. It, it's the Aladino Classico Engordo. And again, it, it, it stands alone. I think uh, you can ditch the beers for now and just... Enjoy the smoky treat. I think it's amazing. I think, I think it's amazing. I think the bigger ring gauge helps it. Yeah. Because it it's already an easygoing, like, creamy smoke. And with the added tobacco in there, I think it it, it makes it even smoother. Well, you know? I will tell you that uh, we smoked everything from the Aladino, when I was down there with them, everything from the Aladino portfolio. Uh, I love this particular cigar. I do. And I had it uh, down there. I, I brought a bottle of uh, Maker's Mark 101. Mm-hmm. I know they don't get a lot of bourbon down there. So I took, uh, I took that for their little like uh, hospitality area. And man, it was lovely with it. Lovely. With the uh, Maker's Mark 101 has that little sweetness and that mm-hmm. it, it paired beautifully with the cigar. I wish we would have some right now. I can bust it out if you guys want. But. Well, you know what? That's the beauty about living in this country. We can do whatever we want. Yep. yep. All right. Well, but you guys have to talk to Justo first. So let's go our to our share of smoke segment with the man from JRE Tobacco, the president, Justo Eroa. All right. So we're here with Mr. Justo Eroa, president of Aladino Cigar. Is that right, president? Is that fair? That, that sounds that sounds too important. Yes, oh, Justo. Yeah. Yeah. You're the pres. <laughs> nah. Well, thank you for having me here, Eric. It's, it's a, a true privilege to be here. Thank you. Oh man, it's our pleasure. We love uh, we love hanging out with you guys. We love smoking your cigars, uh, and now you know we've got that big story coming up in uh, in the f- upcoming issue of Cigar Snob. So I thought it'd be a good time for us to to chat and and kind of introduce you to our our podcast listeners. Awesome! Thank you everybody for tuning in, and I really appreciate it. And I want to thank you also for taking my dad's size and start jabbing me in the, in, in the article. I really appreciate. <laughs> well, that. hey, listen, you know that's uh, that's what friends are for. <laughs> Absolutely. So I need three or four more friends like you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're smoking, uh, what we smoked on the show, and what you and I are smoking now, the Aladino Classic, right? Yes. Yes. So it is. I think 
a quick little rundown of this particular cigar would be, I, I think, useful. We already talked about it on the show. What you know, how we felt about it. But I, you know, I think uh, I think people would love to hear what you know, what you think about the cigar. What you think the, this cigar is for? Like what moment of the day? Let's say what kind of smoker it's for. So, so yeah, what is the what is the Aladino Classic all about? Well, the Aladino Classic, as you know, uh, I think you smoked the uh, Gordo, and, and and the Gordo is a size that I, at the beginning, I was very hesitant to come out with uh, with a Gordo because, you know, I'm not a Gordo smoker. But mm -hmm. it is it is now that we we have launched it in several of the lines, like the Connecticut, the regular Corojo, the Classic, and even the Cameroon, it's become a very very popular size, which I had no idea it was it was that popular. Now moving to the to the classic, one of the things that we have always profiled our cigars is for having fillers and binders to be dominated by Corojo. And I'm a person that also likes a lot of Habano. I'm a mild to medium smoker, and uh, I needed to come out something that is is more popular with the rest of the manufacturers with what the other cigars are out there. And I wanted to feature the filler to be a Habano filler. So you have in this cigar a Habano filler, you have a Corojo binder, uh, and also a Habano uh, wrapper. Yep. So that gives it that smoothness, but at the same time that, that the binder allows it to give it that special peppery flavor that you get in the in the in the in the Corojo binder, and and and, and it blends perfectly, and it's, it's a perfect match. Man, it is. It's a fantastic little cigar. Well, little right now because you and I are smoking a Corona now, as opposed to the Gordo we were smoking on the show. But uh, it's a fantastic smoke. I we we loved it on the show. Every time I smoke it, sometimes. When I, you know, when we do ratings in the magazine, we smoke a lot, and we we smoke a lot of very good cigars, and we smoke a lot of not so good cigars. And sometimes I need like a like a little like palate reset, you know. And and there are certain cigars that I go to for a palate reset because when you're smoking that much and you and you let's say like what happens in our world. The cigars start like you're tasting a bad cigar and another bad cigar and another bad cigar, and you start to like, you almost lose your 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 bearings for a second, or you think you've lost your bearings for a second. Your palate gets numb, probably a little bit. Well, yeah. well, no, I mean we don't we don't crush the palate throughout the day, but I mean like let's say you smoked four cigars on Monday, and they were all not that great, and then Tuesday same thing, and then by Wednesday you're like, wait a second, I mean, like nothing is tasting good. So, like, you, you need a little reset to go, okay, where's North again? Well, you know, a couple of times when my dad is trying out different tobaccos, you know, when they're just re regular raw tobaccos without it doing any blends, we, we do a lot of testing of, of, of the leaf before we, we, uh, we uh, start blending. Yeah, and sometimes we get leaves that are not that good. You know, the process, is, they're, yeah, they're not ready. And then the next day you have a tor horrible palate, like you're saying. And then he says, oh, the production is no good. I said, dad, remember we were smoking, uh, you know, the tobacco the, the leaves yesterday and they weren't, they weren't ready to be processed or, or go into the production. So therefore, that's what you're getting that after. He says, yeah, I forgot. But absolutely what you're saying is absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, so I look for, for a North Star, right? And so there's certain cigars that I look to for that. Uh, and they're usually, you know, classic style, uh, Cuban style cigars that kind of give me, for me personally, they give me that little North Star again. And, and this is something like that, right? So in the last couple of months, I've been leaning heavily on, 
on the Aladino, the classic and the regular Corojo, because they, they have that that taste, that profile that gives me a North Star. So so anyway, thank you for that because no, it, it really you. you know helps. what? And now that I'm smoking the, the, this little Corona with Yami's coffee, it's fabulous. I can't, it can be better combination. Yeah, Yami, this is a match made in heaven. Yami's coffee is crazy, man. Yeah. It's so freaking good. So I'm glad that you noticed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now we we just touched a little bit upon, you mentioned your dad. Uh, and so why don't we kind of cruise over to that part of town and talk about the old man, Julio Eroa, who is kind of the, not kind of, he is the focal point of the story that that I wrote in this upcoming issue, which thank you for, for having me over there. That was an amazing time. Well, you know, with we, your family we've been everything. trying to get together for a while. And, yeah. And I know you've been wanting to do this story for a while, so I really appreciate it. So it's... it's, it's, it's uh, it's very humbling, and you know, just looking at his at his life and the way you know uh, many people know him in the industry. A lot of the retailers, a lot of the people that know the tobacco industry, a lot of the other manufacturers, you know, look up in a way to him as 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 one of the guys that pioneered opening up Honduras. Yeah, opening he's, up a, Central he's a America. legend in the business, absolutely. And, and it's and it's, it's it's pretty humbling, you know, just to see him and the way he's still very sharp. He's still on the game. Sharp he, as a tack. I can tell by the way he jabs you constantly. Uh, absolutely. And the problem is you double you. team up with him. Yeah. You, you know, you, 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 you. he rides you like a rented mule. My yeah, God. Absolutely. He does. He is. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's, that was yeah, fun. He, he could get intense. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun too. And then uh, everybody else jumps in too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's easy, right? Yeah. So, uh, but no, the old man is, is, uh, he's a special dude. And, and the, the one word that everyone comes away with, uh, this is from my experience of, of you know, either introducing him uh, to other people and things like that. The one word that everybody comes out with is, man, what an impressive guy, right? He's 84 years old. He's wheelchair bound and he blows you away. Oh, you know what? Right? He, he is. He's, he's so independent. He, and not only that, he's such an inspiration to everybody that works with him in the farm. You know, he's always leading. He's, he's like, you know, like those soldiers that lead by example. Yeah. And that's the way I he is. I could see that, man. I could see that. I, I kind of touched on it a little bit in the story. Yeah. Nobody could say anything about it because he leads by example. And I think that's what, I think that's what you have to do in, in life. You have to lead by example, whether you're a family man, where you're uh, yeah, business a business owner, a business yeah. owner, whatever you do, you got to lead by example. And he's a great example of that. Yeah. It's like when you find yourself wanting to, you know, commiserate about the the day that you just had or or a pain that you're having or a physical ailment you're like man think of that dude yeah I, I used to complain a little bit about back pain and he told me what are you talking about yeah i, I get pains every single day for the last 40 50 years and you're complaining about a back pain that you had for a couple yeah, months i mean he had the he had the airplane accident 78 79 i think so he was in his 40s like yeah 40s yeah absolutely yeah yeah he was like uh I mean, he was at he the, was in prime the peak, of, <laughs> prime of his career. I mean, yeah. we're talking. He was, he was, he was, and he was the, 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 the largest grower of candela wrapper in the world. He was on top of the game. He yeah. was that was at the peak of his career. And so, yeah, it, it's interesting, and it's interesting to think. I was I was speaking with Andrea yesterday, your daughter, uh, and we were talking about like how how like obviously how impressive he is, but what what would his life had been. Without the accident, was the accident a blessing in disguise? Was it a curse? Was it you know? 
It's 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 a uh, you never know. God has, his, to uh, think about, has but, his plan, and I guess yeah. that was his plan. I think that that slowed him down, and he's still pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. So anyway, very interesting. So one thing I think people always ask about is is uh, you know the name Aladino. So now jumping off of of uh, the other topic. So Aladino, why the name Aladino? It's uh, well Aladino. I tell you, uh, when you spoke with my dad, he'll tell you it's it's, it's what what uh, you know the theater that was next to him. But actually, when, when you look at Aladino, and if you see that he has put two specific dates, 1947 through 1961. It's they, on every label it's of Aladino on every label, cigars. Yeah. It's on every label of Aladino. And that's what my father calls the golden era of Cuban tobacco before the embargo. When, when Cuban cigars became extremely iconic and Cuba became the focal point of quality flavors and, and tobacco. And then the spin that I have taken to Aladino is the genie that when you smoke a cigar, that cigar, that genie brings you back to that magical era of, of, of Cuban cigars. So when you smoke an Aladino, that the Aladino transports you where there isn't a magic rug or, the, or with a taste and the palate to that, to, to, that, to that moment in time. I like that. That basically puts you where the most Cubanistic cigars that you can taste today uh, I don't think market. we've ever had the word Cubanistic on the show, but I like it. Yeah, so Cubanistic. I think, yeah, but it's, it is very <laughs> yeah, Cubanistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very reminiscent of, of Aladino, which, of which we're very, very proud of it. So, so let's let's just give a quick uh, rundown of the of the lineup for Aladino. So, obviously, we're smoking the classic, uh, but the first Aladino was just the regular Corojo. The regular Corojo Aladino, which is just called Aladino. Yes, Aladino was the regular Corojo filler binder wrapper. It's a true puro of of, of the Corojo leaf. Uh, medium-bodied, uh, but extremely flavorful. We always blend for flavor. Uh, afterwards, we came out the following year. Every year, we have come out with a different line, and uh, you can see now we're, I think we're in our fifth line or sixth line because we first came out with a Corojo. Afterwards, we came out with a Maduro uh, box sorry press. To, sorry to interrupt. What year was uh, the Aladino, the original Corojo released? 2016. 2016. 2016. Yeah, yeah. We, because we, we did, my brother had it in 2015, but it, was, it wasn't really a... a a true launch of the, of the brand. So it took us a while to get our ducks ready on the road. Plus, I needed to understand and learn about the business. So uh, Aladino, so, the Corojo came out in 2016. Then the Maduro Box Press San Andres wrapper came out the following year, uh, 2017, 2018. We came out to Connecticut. Uh, 2019, I think, we came out with the Cameroon. We came out with the Vintage last year also. And now this year we're coming out with a classic. So we have a wrapper for every single different smoker. So we try we try to keep our portfolio uh, between three and four Vitolas, not on the regular line of Corojo. Yeah, the regular has it has like twelve sizes. Yeah, but that's 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 his choosing. So yeah, uh, that was his that was his idea to to yeah. kind of have a an Aladino for every moment of the day that Absolutely. you wanted it, right? Whether so, you want a 15-minute smoke uh, or, or, you know, a two-hour smoke with a patent. Yeah. And um, and so the the classic is the, the last of the bunch. The last are there of the any, bunch. Are there any, uh, you know, any thoughts or, or what do you have on the horizon? Are there... Are there you know, other we, blends coming? Or we you guys still have a couple around? more, more, more uh, how do you say it? Leaves that we want to try out, like varietals, var varietals of, of different leaves. Uh, we probably have a couple things that are coming up 
for next I tasted year. something over there with you. Yeah. That yeah. was super interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we're so, we're working on that. Okay. I, I gotta still work on the artwork. I gotta work on a couple I wanna do some limited releases with, with other leaves that we have. And, and like I said, it's it's just a lot of work because you have to make sure the tobacco that you have blends correctly with the wrappers. So that's what we're doing. As you saw over there, we have a huge harvest that we came out with. But, you know, the harvest will take about uh, between 8 to 18 months to get everything ready. The lower primings will be ready earlier, but then we, if you have a little bit uh, of a darker Maduro wrapper, which people like a lot, those will take a little bit longer time to be ready. And one thing that, that, um, that I found interesting that I think a lot of people don't realize is the majority of the tobacco that goes into your cigars, and when I say the majority, I mean with the exception of like one wrapper <laughs> from what I could tell, uh, everything was grown uh, and harvested by you guys. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So every tobacco and every blend, except for maybe the San Andres. The San Andres, yes. Even now the Connecticut. Yeah, and the, and it, well, we buy some Connecticut, and now the Connecticut that we're coming out with is just fantastic. It's beautiful. Yeah. It burns sharper, but it's, it's very, it's very. So that, that very was pretty. striking to me because that's not. That's not that common, right? For for someone making excellent cigars at a you know at a high level to use only their own tobacco. I mean, almost exclusively your own tobacco. I mean, this is that's the kind of stuff that you get uh, from from other producers that make you know amazing stuff. And so you guys are in in uh, in some really elite company in that sense. And that's that's one of the things that kind of differentiates our operation. Like I said, you know. We might not be the biggest grower, but I, we consider ourselves to have probably the biggest infrastructure in, 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 in farm operations than any other than any other grower. And heck, you know, we're getting yields 30, 40% of wrapper within, within our harvest, which is pretty amazing. That's pretty astonishing what we're doing. So, uh, you know, we're very proud. And, uh, and that's a credit to this crazy old man that is, is your father. Yeah, yeah. I always tell him, he, you know, you'll spend $100 on a, on a tobacco plant, whether it's worth 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. When it comes to tobacco, man, he is a nut. Yeah, he is a completely nut. I, a I got to witness a little bit of the, uh, the disagreements and arguments about, yeah, about he, where he wanted to cut cost. Yeah. And never was it about the quality ne of the tobacco. Never about the quality of the tobacco. <laughs> yeah, Maybe like presentation. Maybe not even use boxes. But kinda, I got the sense that he would rather get rid of you than the tobacco. He gets upset at me, but you know, it is what it is. But I like to poke the bear too. Yeah, yeah, clearly. So uh, so so how can people so if you haven't smoked Aladino before, uh how do you how do people uh, find more information about Aladino and uh, and where your cigars are. Well, are we have be our, our website, which is you know the www.jretobacco.com, and there you can find our, our our product catalog. We're also in almost almost every major uh, brick and mortar stores, and uh, you know, and we're in, in a lot of the major retailers around the around the country. You know, so on your website, jretobacco.com. You can find a uh, a, lo a store locator. Yes, that, we, we have so a store locator. Yeah, yeah, we have a store locator. Part. Yes, we also have info at Jerry Tobacco. If you want to write us an email and find out where we're available, we will we'll respond pretty quickly about uh, any inquiries that you have about our, about our product. And do do online retailers carry it as well? Well, you have Corona, Neptune, Two Guys, uh, you know, Cuenca Cigars. You know, there's several people that have that, Loguastos. Uh, online. You know, there, yeah, there's a lot of brick and mortars that carry that online, yeah. Okay, because no, like, JR 
or Cigars International? No, not, type not yet. Okay. Uh, they're in the works, but you know we have limited inventory. And if there was to happen, it is going to be very limited inventory that we could provide. It's an avenue that we cannot discard because it's, you know today a lot of the business is done there. But we have to be very careful. You know, I used to manage in my previous uh, corporate career accounts like Walmart and and, and and big clubs. And, you know, you as long as you limit and they respect that, that that's something that, you know, you got to work on and work. And I, I can't discount it because it's too much of a big avenue that you cannot let it go. Yeah, except that the, 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 um, the volumes that you're producing... Are, are really not conducive to online yeah. retailing just yet. No, 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 so, no, no, no. So, yeah, there, there's, it, a, there's a time there's, for that. There's a time for that. And like I said, it will slowly be released. But, you know, we can't supply. Our our, our, our goal is to first supply all our brick and mortars. That's, that's our number one priority. One other little thing before I let you go is you, are ma- you guys are making a, a cigar for Oliva. The yes. Oliva purchased the Cuba Aliados brand. Beautiful brand, yeah, yeah. I know it's a yeah. it's an old uh, Rolando Reyes owned brand. Yeah, good friend of my dad's. Yeah, they, they used to hang around every almost every single Friday for many many years. They had a ritual of, of just sitting. Two two old Cubans hanging around Dan Lee. Yeah, two two great guys. My dad said he's one of the absolute authorities in in, in, in making cigars. He oh heck loved, yeah, he loved Rolando a lot and very good man, very good. So man. you guys, so Oliva uh, bought the brand and they launched a version with. Uh, two two different versions of the Cuvaleados. The Reserva, made by Ernesto Pérez Carrillo. Correct. And, uh, and then the, the core. The uh, core line, I believe, which we, is we made, have that. that yeah, that, that you yeah. guys make. Yeah. And so if you can't find Aladino uh, in in your retailer near you, you could you could probably pick up one of those Cuvaleados. made by Aladino, which is, I think you're going to be and very, very happy. It's a fantastic cigar, fanta- man. It is very exciting to smoke that. I we're smoked it at the, at the trade show, and I smoked a few afterwards, and man. What an, that's a good, uh, fine, fine cigar. So uh, thank you again, brother. Thank you for coming over. Thank you for bringing smokes. And uh, you got anything else you want to add? No, just uh, How really about the appreciate social medias? Uh, no issue finding parking in your place. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're <laughs> right down the street. <laughs> so one last thing. So the social media for Aladino, what are the, is it Jerry Tobacco at Instagram? No, it's, it's it? at Aladino. Aladino Cigars. Yeah. Aladino Cigars yeah, Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, Instagram. I think we also have Facebook, at Jerry Tobacco or something like that. I'm not sure about that. But I know the Instagram, I do know. <laughs> All right. Probably my go. daughter's going to kill me. So you got to get your ducks, you know, <laughs> study up. You want to you record that bit again <laughs> so no, no. she doesn't get mad at you? Yeah, no, we're good. We're <laughs> All good. right. All right, guys. Well, thanks again. Thank you so Busto, much, Eric. And thank over. you for everybody here for helping us out. Thank you so much. All right, cool. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence 
of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto. The La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you. I've always said, if you want to be successful, you talk to successful people. That's the best thing that you can possibly do. And our thanks to Justo Eroa for hanging out with us. And sharing a little bit of those pearls. And again, just the history of it all, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just, he's such a good dude. Yeah. Such a smart guy, well-educated guy that, yeah, he's, being around him, you you always, you know you're going to leave with uh, with some nuggets. Yep. And so, we'll, and, speaking and I appreciate you uh, pronouncing the guy's name right. Well, you know, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the least I can do. <laughs> if I come back next week and my key card doesn't work to get into the building here, now I know what happened. Yep, yep. Now I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this cigar. <laughs> All right. So speaking of this cigar, let's check back on it. Where where, where are we right now, Eric? Man, you know what? So the uh, everything has kind of cranked up a bit now. Uh, we're at least I am past the uh, the the last third. Like I'm into the last third of the cigar mm-hmm. and everything is kind of just uptick a bit. You're getting closer to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the heat is is getting closer to me, and I can I can definitely taste an uptick. All of those flavors that were playing nicely together are still doing it, but they're doing it now with a little more intensity. But that that's that's what I got. I think I'm there with you. I kind of like. I agree. I think everything's notched up a little bit, so a little bit more pronounced pepper. Which was a lot more it subtle at subdued, first. Right? Now, it, yeah. now it's now it's turned up a little bit. So I agree. How about and, you, Jim? And that's the fun part because again, you you started off very mild, very welcoming, very sit down. Let me hold you, and then it starts to you know, raise the temperature a little bit in a good way, in a good way. So, yeah. you're, but again, it's not something that you're going to be like, "Ooh, this is too harsh. I can't take this." No, this no, no, very no, well constructed. And again, I always look back at the at the ash. You know, especially if you've had to relight it a couple times, or you know, if you had to relight it all. So good. So I, I, I'm just cannot. I focus so much on how well constructed. Yeah, this cigar is more than anything else. It's it's just amazing. And again, well, I mean, it, these guys silk. pay so much attention to detail. Uh, they they are like maniacal about details. <laughs> they really are. Like we, you know, uh, I was there with them, and and Julio and Justo were like splitting hairs about a particular like pepper note in one of the blends that they were doing, it was a private label blend for somebody and they were like splitting hairs about it. So they're like, here, can you smoke it? And so they gave me the three so that I could sort of be a tiebreaker right? because they are so like, and they're, and they have, and they're very, like they're very different, the father and son, right? They have, and that kind of works, right? Like Ivan and I are very different here. My dad and I are very different. We, and this business runs well because we have those differences in uh, in personalities and and ideologies and so all of that works together and these guys make it work beautifully so yeah and you can tell you can tell at the end of the day 
it's every, everything. Every stick is a passion project, and and that's where you. And at the end of the day, who wins? Us, the consumer. Mm-hmm. That's who wins because you get you. You know, you may think, oh wow, who cares? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, splitting hairs here, but that's that's the difference, right? Yeah, that, and, that and, makes the difference, and you can taste it. All right, so what did we learn today as we finish up this excellent edition of the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast? And I start with you, Ivan. I mean, it would be too easy to say that we stumped you with the one one word. Well, <laughs> we finally found the word well, that he can that he can't pronounce. Well, English uh, is clearly not my first language. <laughs> Or Spanish, or Portuguese, or German. That's okay. But hey, that's another thing. I learned, man, the German came back. Right? No. Out of nowhere. How great was that? Like a champ. Hans Schneider, huh? Amazing. Wow. Hans Schneider. Thank you, Hans Schneider. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. Yeah, so what I learned is you do need stronger cigars to pair with Oktoberfest beers. Mm -hmm. You need them to be a little bit more intense so that they're not as affected by these these beers. Yeah. Right? So that you know, like maybe if we we had a let's say a Maduro maybe with a like a medium to full Maduro mm-hmm. would have played probably much better with these with these beers. Yeah, I agree. There's too much going on in the flavors yeah, of these and, beers. Yeah, and the cigar is almost like too delicate, too yeah. nuanced. And so then, when the beer hit it, it changed way too much because it it's it's almost like like you've got a like your 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 trigger is too is too like what do you call that like a like when your trigger is too delicate yeah like, it's too sensitive you're just firing stuff off correct and so that's what it did like you as soon as you introduced those flavors of the beer it was like Phew, the cigar ran off in another direction and so. So I think yeah, I think that's what that's what I learned. Uh, with a with an Oktoberfest beer, you better get yourself something with a little bit more of that like hard backbone of like maybe earth and pepper. Well, all I'm saying is that I found one of my new favorite cigars. This is it's it's cool, it's, man. It's, it's an absolute perfect size for me, and it's I love the creaminess because it's always good to start the day with an excellent cigar, and this is by far one of the best cigars I've ever had. As I've been privileged to do this very cool little project with you, that is good you stuff. Try more of this uh, smoked beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we smoke the beer, you can smoke your meats. We'll smoke some more cigars. And a reminder: if you like the show, give us five stars, write a review. It always helps, and make definitely sure helps to check out the YouTube channel because the mailbag is always there. We've got always a good amount of new content up there that you might enjoy. So thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. So for all the boys, and of course, the one that makes us all sound good, the boss lady over here, our friend Nat G. Nat G. Who puts up with all our nonsense. She looks at me, she goes, you can't even speak English. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Have a great time. I'm going to finish this Aladino. Thanks for all of you for hanging out with us on the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on CigarSnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.